Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. It's Kristen. And Nicole. And this is Damn It, I'm Dating. The podcast. Welcome. This week, we are talking about the elusive. Elusive? Is that the right word? He's mm, elusive. I mean, he is a little elusive, so. Since we've been trying to talk about him for a while, and it just keeps slipping through our fingers, so I feel like elusive Mm. is the right word. The elusive Dan. Also Um, infamous in your mm, Damn It, I'm Dating circle. That's the, what I was looking for, the infamous, Dan. If you know, you know. Um, and you're oh, all going to know by the end of this. Um, just so everyone's in the in the know, this week's episode is sponsored by Red Wine. So cheers. Absolutely. <clears throat> Bottom up. Wine is needed for this one, ladies and gents. That is very true. And we thems a- and theys <laughs> and gays, everyone. The girls, all gays, are, and theys. All and are welcome. Everyone. All the pronouns. Over the age of 18, please. Yes. Over the age of 18. Explicit content ahead. And pretty much always. <laughs> Absolutely. I just like to preface it. I don't want to leave anybody out, but if you're a child, this is not for you. Go to bed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we're gonna dive in to Dan, who is not the first date I went on. Actually, it was the first date I went on. Mm-hmm. He was he the was, walk. He was. We took my dog on a walk um, because peak COVID, we can't really go places. Uh, dating, <laughs> learning to date in the time of a pandemic is a life lesson in getting creative. We talked about, in, you know, a few episodes ago, my outdoor picnic breakfast date. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, in January. On a rooftop. Uh, no, that wasn't on the rooftop. I know. I just had to add it. Mm. I, I did have a date on a rooftop, though. You no, know, you you did. You did. I just had to add like a little something to that one. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to do it outside in January, why wouldn't it be on a windy rooftop? Why not? That's, <laughs> that sounds about right. Just um, kidding. Yeah. So Dan was hot. He was so hot. Mm-hmm. Like, so hot. We don't have the same type, but I would even say that he was we very attractive. Like, he was so hot. He was so hot. And, like, if you want me to describe, like, someone I would think is hot right now, I would be, like, Chris Evans. Jason uh, Momoa. The Rock. Like, ew, The tall. Rock is not attractive. Oh, my God. He loves oh, my God. He looks like a beefy sperm. First of all, The Rock rescues Frenchies from pools when they're drowning and gives them mouth to mouth. So like, I don't even care what he looks like. He could literally look like Grandpa Smurf and I would not care. And I, I'm totally here for that. <laughs> and I think he's probably a great dude. Yeah, it's it's the entire package for me. But like also, oh, he could crush me with his bicep and I would say thank you. I would say ew. So... Like Jason Momoa could crush my head between his thighs like a fucking coconut getting cracked open, and I would thank him for it. Well, J- Jason Momoa, I'm totally on board with. Yeah, One, Jason I just, I, I do. It's partly his hair, partly his being. It's everything. Totally the whole I, thing. I, all the whole thing. I, I'm there with Jason Momoa. <laughs> I'm also pretty much there with Chris Evans. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I don't necessarily have an issue i find him more attractive when he's having interviews with his brother because it's just adorable they are very cute but all right so so let's see who else we we agree on but so that we can understand that we have different types when we're talking about Mm. both harrison ford even now you get it 
No, thank you. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, 40 years yeah. ago, definitely. Oh, but... 40 years ago and now. Like, I don't care that he's, what is he, 80 now? Mm, don't care. I think, I think 82. I, I don't know. would I'm call not... him Zaddy in a second. Like, uh, not down yes. for the grandpas. Okay. Oh, yes. um, David Duchovny. No. Then and now. Oh, yes. Okay. So we don't agree on that one. Um, let's see who else can get it. Hmm. Stanley Tucci. Yes, but not for attractive reasons. For me. For attractive reasons. I think his personality is oh fantastic. Yeah. But also it's like the bald head and the eyebrows, like the per- it's it's not just like I wouldn't be into like a paper cutout of Stanley Tucci, but like mm-hmm. a 4D version of him, absolutely. Like Stanley Tucci, yes. Someone that looks like Stanley Tucci, no. Jason Momoa, yes. Someone who looks like Jason Momoa, no. Oh, so someone who looks like Jason Momoa, yes. Stanley <laughs> Tucci or someone who looks like Stanley Tucci, no. I mean, I guess this, this is, is my This is actually saying, like a really interesting conversation. Yeah. I mean, I'm most people would not say that uh Kristen is very deep, but like as they don't far know as you. Like, they don't. But like people that I'm attracted to, uh, the breadth and the like mm-hmm. gamut is huge. And I would say like 80% of it has nothing to do with what people look like, mm-hmm. which I think anyone that, you know, meets me or doesn't know me very well would assume like I'm very superficial. I care about what you look like. I care about mm-hmm. like what you do. I care about mm-hmm. all these things. No, I care about like what's underneath our meat sacks. But like if we're looking at someone just like for what they look like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, let's do that because okay. I so oh Joe Manganiello. Mm-hmm. Ew, I just, what? I don't know why. I you know what? My inner like pheromones and like my okay. ovaries are just like give me the biggest muscles you can possibly find in a guy with a beard. Okay, so this got, like, this is like the perfect brrr. example of the difference of us. Mm-hmm. So he's a perfect because he was on a show that I loved until True it got blood? like yeah, oh, absolutely. I was lo- I love True Blood until it got like fairy. The also fairy. Love- Alice Alexander Skarsgård. So that is that is like my epitome of like, oh my god, you're so hot and sexy. Oh, I would climb that tree. Absolutely. Now, someone who I would climb the tree, but I would have duct tape over their mouth so they wouldn't talk would be MGK, because I'm, <laughs> uh, with with like sh- like shorter hair and preferably <laughs> pink hair. So I love. His, I think he absolutely is probably like the only thing I'll agree with Megan Fox on is that I think he has a beautiful face, but it's just like there's not a lot going on upstairs. So <laughs> I mean, like, I can agree that there's not a lot going on upstairs. Yeah, but he, you can have it. <laughs> oh, I absolutely. I will take my old men. Yeah, no, not not down for the the old dudes. Um, okay, so I'm I'm there's no Joe for me. It's only <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. Um, but. Uh, what is the guy who plays Bill? He's married no. to Anna Paquin. Yeah. He's a no. He's oh, a no. Abs- he's always been a no. Like He's ew. always a no. No. I like he's... that we can agree on that. Yeah, we can agree on that. Okay, let's see. I do have, I do have boundaries. Like a few Some. of them. Not a lot. But a Some. Lot. I'm trying to think. You know, I have this weird thing where I kind of like don't care. or Like celebrities don't like really phase me because. I mean, I mean I, the ones I like, I like so much. Yeah. And like, I will, I will die for, well, oh, like, and oh, I have like. Oh my God. The epitome and, yeah. of hotness for me. This is like, <laughs> this is such an indicator of who the fuck I am as a human. Me, <laughs> I don't even think you're going to know who he is. Alexander Draymond. 
I don't know. He, like my all-time favorite show. <laughs> Such a nerd. You not as nerdy Stargate? as some. No, 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 not that okay. nerdy. Um, it is um oh shit, The Kingdom. The Last Kingdom. Sorry, it's The Last Kingdom. It's um it's based on a book series. Like Jesus The Last Kingdom? No, 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 no. Like oh, an actual okay. kingdom with like a king, not some made up mm. shit. Um Got it. Yeah. So Well, still a made up shit, but like not well, packaged no. as well. True. Well, some of this is actually real. So this is like n- not the character of Uhtred. Um, but no, it, it it like goes back into the days of like early England and like when there was like a oh, kingdom okay. of Wessex and all of that. So like really early history stuff, um, which involved like um, the Danes attacking and like the Viking mm-hmm. shit, which yeah, shit. yeah, I'm all for that. So, okay, yeah. So rugged, which is weird for me. Um, also, Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah, he can get it. But oh like God. the the yes. actor or the character, you know. I'll be honest. I don't know enough about the actor. I think the character. I've seen him in other things, and I always think just Spencer Reed. And I know his name is like was it Matthew Gray Googler? Yeah, Googler is that his name? Yeah, yeah. If he's not Spencer Reed, he's just like an other. <laughs> Although <laughs> how his, I see him, his Instagram is super weird. Which I really like, like not weird in like a creepy way, weird in like a he really loves his mom way. Like he's gonna um save her body in his living room when she dies in his house. TBD. His mom. TBD. Oh, okay. That that is very Spencer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he loves a mom too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think this one has schizophrenia, but yeah, I mean, it tracks. In the okay, so in the criminal minds vein, Shamar Moore. In see, here's the thing. <clears throat> Only yeah. in what he looks like, because him as a person, he makes it feel kind of icky because he like gives it up to everybody. You'll go on like some talk show and just be like, oh, sure, I'll give you a kiss. Yeah, I'll sit on your lap, like just hop and drop in for everybody. It's but like, very true. I just but want I... him to be present and silent. You can call me baby girl. There absolutely. You go. I mean, that's all you're the... allowed to say. You're 100% correct. The man is absolutely gorgeous. Um, But I will say the one element, and again, so I like characters. I think that's literally what I'm realizing now as we're talking Mm. out loud. I like characters, and because I like the characters, then I'll find the – because I don't really care who these people really are in real life. I care about their, like – You do. So anyways, Dan is objectively hot, he is. He's just on the shorter side, which I don't really yeah. have an issue with. Because I stand a short king. Like so, I also, this is true. I stand a short king that deserves it. Like mm. if you're hot enough, it, I don't care how tall you are. If your personality is good, I don't care how tall you are. Mm-hmm. Like, have I dated people my height? Yes. Have I dated people exactly a foot taller than I have? Also, yes. Have like you foot taller? Oh yeah. My boyfriend before my ex husband, he was six five. Really. Mm-hmm. I did not. Dean is six four. I did not know that. Well, I know yeah. that, but I mean, I didn't know the ex before. Well, actually, your yeah. ex is not short in either. Col- my exes in college were like six two, six three, six five. They were all well over six feet tall, except for one person who was five eight. And he was the nicest one, but like it went nowhere see, fast. But that says something. Yes. So um, yes, Dan is objectively attractive. He yes. takes care of himself. He's an attractive man. He is also an intelligent man. He's so smart and like so creative. And we just like immediately clicked on so many things. Yeah, because he's a really good liar and manipulator. Well, also we share the same points of view on a lot of things, which 
I hadn't had in a partner in a long time. Like having to argue about what feminism is mm-hmm. is not like a question. He he. Well, <laughs> it's funny that I say he's a feminist now because we know so mm. much more about him. See, but thank at the you. Time, you. But at the time, <laughs> true, true. At the time, I was like, oh my god, he's feminist and mm. like politically liberal. So it was refreshing to be connecting with someone who was presenting as very stable Mm -hmm. and worked on themselves and cared about themselves and was successful in their career and had a passion for creativity. We could talk about books. We could talk Mm -hmm. about music. We could talk about theater. We could talk about like dance. We could talk about traveling. We could talk about politics. We could talk about there was nothing we couldn't talk about mm-hmm. is really what felt so comforting mm-hmm. because for years I had been with someone who couldn't care less about live theater. They'd go along because like it's something to do, but they don't mm-hmm. actually care. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dan and I can talk about like who's opening this new show on Broadway or, you know, what we liked about like he saw fucking mean girls. <laughs> Like Iconic. the Broadway show, not the movie. Well, also the movie. But <clears throat> I was just like, that's fucking range. Like mm-hmm. talking about like some show that's like a Pulitzer Prize. And then he drops in like Mean Girls. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never been so turned on in my entire life. Like, do you saw that of your own volition? Mm-hmm. He was like, I like to see everything. Like, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I- ideas come from everywhere. And I'm like, uh huh. Sploosh. So attractive. So our first date was a, walking our dogs in a dog park in the middle of the day and like with our masks on and we ended up taking our masks off to talk, but like six feet apart because pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, we were walking like back to our cars and I asked him if I could hug him because mm-hmm. like one, I hadn't hugged someone that wasn't like my child in a hot fucking minute. Mm-hmm. because my ex would like go limp noodle on me when I would try to hug him. Right. Which like, I don't know if you've ever had like a six one hockey player just go limp on you <laughs> when you try to hug them. But like, can we, um can we please clarify what type of hockey? <laughs> well, right now it's ice hockey. It's been ice hockey for a few years, but when we started dating, it was not ice hockey. And for how long was it roller hockey? Right. Exactly. Like, like like eight years right right too long yeah okay yes so very good hugger likes intimate touches not a limp noodle not a limp noodle cultured mm-hmm. it's understanding of the world and not just tunnel vision in what happens in the u.s and like you know advocates for women and consent and like i've never been and and I, I see the face that you're making at me. <laughs> and I'm listening. Here's what I will say. And I stand by this. Things that he and I did together were consensual. Mm-hmm. And in talking about, I had never engaged in anything with someone where it was like asking like, hey, do you want to have sex? And then mm-hmm. being like, yes. Mm-hmm. That's never like, I, I mean, when you're in relationships for like a long time, it just is like, start touching each other or mm-hmm. someone starts poking at you and you're like, hey, you wanna? And you're like, no, I'm tired. Or like, no, I ate a burrito for dinner. Like, get off of me. And like, <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> like, there's no, 
there's no enthusiasm. It's not <laughs> exciting. It's not fun. Either I mean, some, get off. <laughs> <laughs> an entire Marie Callender's lasagna. What the fuck do you think I want to do tonight? Not you. <laughs> get away from me. You don't want to put your head near there. Oh my god, this is everything. Okay, so, so agree. His his approach to consent when we were in it, yes, was very sexy. Yes. And that's not something that I knew was even like something that was a turn on for me. Which it should be a turn on for everybody. Consent is super sexy. Mm-hmm. Enthusiastic consent is the sexiest consent. So it was it was nice to be with someone presented as having these ideas and these mm-hmm. these morals. Mm-hmm. Or at least thought they had them. Wait, he thought oh, he I had think, them or you thought he had them? I think both. I like, think I so. think he thinks he's, like, not a bad guy. I think he thinks he's doing the right things. I don't think he is. I know you don't think he is. Having uh, all the information now, I know he's not. No. But, like, I think he thinks he is. I think that I will always and forever appreciate your sunny side of looking at things because I know he knows he's in the wrong. I know he knows because he manipulates and he lies and he knows exactly how to twist and turn and get you. So this is, this is my thing. Do I necessarily think that he's a good person? Honestly, no. Do I think that he has good qualities? Sure. Do I think that he's creative and attractive? Yes. But I also think he uses that to his advantage. Mm. And I think he knows he does. And it's it's the same as anybody who knowingly uses and manipulates with their privilege. And because he only showed such a kind side to you, more or less, mm. like there's a couple instances where you're like, okay, you're stupid, which we'll get into. Um, or just like- I'm stupid or aud- he's stupid? No, no, no. Him, like the audacity. Oh. But it's not- oh, yeah. But it's not stupid. It's just like the audacity. But mm-hmm. but to me, I I I really I I know that he knows that he's wrong. But I'm not sure he cares. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but I would argue, I, I would argue he definitely does not care. Yeah, like, no, I I I think he definitely does not care. If that's the case, I think he definitely does not care. I do, I agree. No, I there's... don't think I don't think he has the self awareness to know that he. I think he thinks he's a good guy. He's doing the right thing. He's the good guy. Mm. And I don't think he's self-aware enough to know that he is the bad guy. I think, honestly, I think that he's probably about 500 times more self-aware than he lets you think. Well, fuck. And again, I think that's part of his manipulation ploy. And I think what's really important to point out here is, Nicole, have you ever met Dan? No. (laughs) No. Not, no. not, no, never, not, no, no never, never no. met him. But what I will say without going into any detail at all, um, Dan and I have a lot of very similar young life experience. Yeah. And um, because of that and listening to the things that he said versus the things that he did and all of the choices, I, I, I truly feel like I do understand him. And honestly, I would probably like him and be friends with him. I think that he would, yeah. I, I I do like I think that yeah. he and I would get along really well like I think but I think I know myself really well and I know that if I allowed myself I could manipulate almost anyone around me 
And I know exactly how to do it. The difference is like, I choose not to intentionally. And that I think is the difference is that like, I I think that all of his manipulation is by choice. He knows exactly what he's doing because he is doing it to get whatever he thinks his needs are. Like whatever they are, he wants to get Mm. them met. Are they really needs? No, they're more desires, but he's also a man. So thanks with with his dick. So yeah, our first date went great in terms of first dates in a pandemic and Mm -hmm. my first date in like 15 years. And we ended it in a hug and we kept texting and we saw each other like a few days later. We had wine Mm -hmm. on a rooftop nearby that like I did not know was decorated in like twinkle lights. I thought it just had like regular street lights around it. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was like twinkle lights all over the place. When I tell you it looked like the the like dance scene in a Cinderella story. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I was waiting for Edwin McCain to start playing because <laughs> it's just and it's like it lightly started snowing while we're sitting there. And we're sitting, mind you, six feet apart while mm-hmm. we're drinking wine. We brought mm-hmm. like plastic glasses or something, or he brought, he brought, I made him bring the wine, I think. And I made, told him to bring plastic glasses. And like, we sat and talked for like, I don't know, two hours. Mm-hmm. And it was like lightly snowing. So incredibly romantic. Like, mm-hmm. it's painful, like an idyllic dream. Painfully romantic. Mm-hmm. And then like, he asked if he could hug me. And I was like, yes. And he hugged me. But like, here's the kicker with masks on, mm-hmm. we're trying to do our best, but also, achieve some sense of like human connection and uh like we left that date and i was like fucking hard eyes emoji face Mm -hmm. like floating on air i am smitten kitten with this guy and i am oof into it like Mm -hmm. even now my heart's getting like a little fast because Mm -hmm. like i haven't had a crush on somebody in Mm -hmm. so long right like I don't know when I had the last crush on my ex-husband. It was a while. It was a while. So like. <laughs> that tracks. It was a while. It'd been a few years. And so <clears throat> I was just like, oh my God, I'm so into him. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe it was this easy to find someone that I'm like this into mm. just out of a marriage. And uh-huh. like, wow, I must be like really good at this because. When I met my ex-husband, I had just, like, decided I wanted a boyfriend. Right. And I remember I, that. Within, like, I don't know, less than 30 days. Yes. Within a committed relationship with him. Which is the time frame that you had given yourself. Yeah. You're like, I want a boyfriend like, in 30 days. And I did it. You did. In yeah. under 30 days. You did. You did. I did. And, I, and even then, I picked, I had my choice. Like, I could have picked him or I could have picked my college boyfriend. I didn't mm-hmm. have to. I had options. Mm-hmm. Um, which is... Uh, mind-blowing to me um but i was just like wow i just must be really good at like manifesting love in my life and i can't believe like it's not that hard (laughs) (laughs) jokes on kristen (laughs) because we started seeing each other and we'd see each other you know when i didn't have my daughter and then so like it was like every other weekend and then like one day during the week you're both very busy people we're both very busy people and like my schedule is busy and i am not bringing anyone around my daughter because that's a hard no like Mm -hmm. even if i am seeing someone they're not coming around her until we've been together for like at least six months like absolutely that's a a hard limit right hard boundary 
um, and even people that like I'm dating, when he and I started, when Dan and I started seeing each other, he told me like what his, he, he had, he has kids and I asked him what their names were. Mm-hmm. And he told me and he asked me my daughter's name and I told him and he was like kind of put off because he thought I was just giving him her initial <laughs> and not like her whole name. <laughs> and like he carried that with him for for like a week or so. And I was like, what? No, that's her name. It's just that. And he was like, oh, he goes here. I was thinking like I'm putting myself out there and like sharing this information about my family. And like he's divorced. So like mm-hmm. there's that. And um, he was like, and then you were kind of you know, playing the initial game. And I was like, nope, not me. That's just <laughs> her name. Um, but uh, thanks for thinking I'm a shithead. I'm an asshole too. I'm not. I like fell really hard for him. Mm-hmm. When I moved into my apartment. He helped me like in the middle of a busy day for him. He mm-hmm. stopped by to help me like bring furniture up the, to my apartment that I couldn't do on my own. Right. Um, like my first week here, he brought over dinner from a local place that I hadn't been to before. And like the following week, it was in February, we went to. I made him go to dinner and it had to be somewhere that had like an outside patio. Yes. In February. Which like that day was in like the 60s. Right. But that night it was in like the 30s. Because this is New England in winter. Mm -hmm. So when the sun goes down, it gets cold. And we were sitting at a table and he's like bundled up in a coat. He's got like a bright orange car hat on. (laughs) Like it was. And he's like freezing to death. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my God, are the tables, all the tables have their own individual heaters. Mm-hmm. And ours is just like not working. <laughs> We've and had that experience. <laughs> he like bring, they bring over another one. They brought us three heaters. Mm-hmm. The third one finally worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt so bad that he was just like Cold. suffering through, like literally suffering through because I wanted to go out so badly. Mm-hmm. And. So when the check came, I offered to pay for half of it. And he said yes initially. And then he was like, what the fuck did I do that? I should not have let you. No, you cannot pay for it. He's like, no. And he went to find like the waiter. Like, I was like, you don't have to do that. Like, I wouldn't offer if I didn't actually feel like I should offer. And I feel terrible that you are suffering and like. Just so that I can be happy. Um, So. I'm happy to to pay my half. And he was like, no, no, no. And he goes and chases down the waiter and they'd already charged my card. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he's like, damage is done. But literally the rest of the night, like he drove me home and he's just like, I can't believe I made, I had, I let you pay half that. Like, I can't believe I let you pay for that. Like I should mm-hmm. never, I don't know why I said yes. He was like, I, it doesn't even make sense why I said yes. And he's like beating himself up about right. it. I mean, anxiety 101. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. We got past that. And then the next time we went out, he was just like, we set up, a date he was like and i am paying so don't even offer to pay for half of it because you throw me off my game he goes i was not prepared for you to offer to pay for something and i didn't know how to respond and i picked the wrong one for days he was just like i can't believe i did that mm-hmm. like we'd be texting days later he's like i still can't believe i did that and i'm like well it happened so like you can make it up to me but like i'm not heartbroken over it i'm not gonna be poor from this i'm sure i'll be poor from something else but not this <laughs> Poor from a lot, but this is no. not the one thing. No. So, and- so before you go any further, I want to ask two questions. Yeah. During any of this initial like honeymoon period, for lack of a better term, 
did you have, were there any moments where you were like, mm, this is a red flag or mm, this is a little too good to be true or mm, yeah. that's, that's kind of concerning. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There was definitely red flags, some that I'm not going to share on here. That's fair. Um, but they were some like limits in bed that were weird. Mm-hmm. Um, not weird that like he wanted me to pee on his face or something. That wasn't it. It was right. more weird with like more like tame things that he was yes. not okay with. Um, that was concerning to me um, because the things that we did in bed were adventurous, I would say. Um, and he, some of the more tame things he was not comfortable, comfortable doing, um, which I respect boundaries. So like, Absolutely. okay, you don't want to do this. You tell me when you're comfortable doing that. I'm right. not going to push that. So like balls in your court when you want to do those things. And then he, so we were probably dating for like what, two months. Mm-hmm. And he had to go to California, which he does pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and before he left, he told me he had someone in California that he saw and like basically casually hooked up with when he was there. And I was like, okay. I mean, you're not my boyfriend. Like we had not had any conversations about being exclusive. Mm -hmm. I was seeing other people too at the time, like at the time and at Mm -hmm. home, at home, I was told I was the only person here he was seeing. He wasn't seeing anyone else. And when I did tell him I was seeing other people, he was like a little bit freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Just sit around my house waiting for you to be free? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to just sit here with my thumb up my butt because you have other plans. Like, I haven't been single in 14, 15 years. So I'm going to date people. But when he went to California, I was like, oh, it's just like a casual hookup, not a big mm-hmm. deal. And he was like, I'm probably not going to be available very much. And I was like, okay, thinking he's like busy catching up with people, like, Mm-hmm. The time difference, all that. I do not live and breathe for the person that I'm seeing. So, like, someone tells me they're going away. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to bother you while you're out there. I might say, like, hey, miss you. Like, mm-hmm. but that's it. I mean, Nicole, I'm probably up your butt more than I'm up anyone else's all day. Yeah, exactly. If like, I, I mean- haven't, if I haven't FaceTimed you in 48 hours, I'm like, why are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> I miss you so much. Um, <laughs> but like, just you. I am incredibly insecure and like clingy and all of those things with you. And also (laughs) I do that to my boss just to be annoying at work. Like if he doesn't answer me when I call, I'll send him a Teams message and be like, why are you avoiding me? Are you mad at me? (laughs) Pay attention to me. (laughs) And like our girl Kristen loves attention. I do. And he'll be like on calls with someone else on my team. (laughs) And he'll be like, Kristen is messaging me saying these things. And he reads them to them because (laughs) like, why wouldn't he? That's fucking hilarious. It is funny. And and I'm like, like, like a bad boy for not responding to me. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, I'm on a call with so-and-so. Can you give me five minutes? (laughs) Fine. No, attention to me. I'll have like, not only will I've sent him Teams messages, I'll have emailed him and also texted his cell phone. <laughs> like if I'm if I need something, I just am full on attention seeking clingy girlfriend. Like the, exactly what you don't want. <laughs> but well, I'm really glad <laughs> you have a positive relationship with him. Yes, mm-hmm. there's no judgment, um, mm-hmm. and we see it as funny and not like oh we should get concerning help. Yes. <laughs> We should set up a meeting with HR. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, so 
So before we get too far, so the California yeah. thing, yes, I that that is definitely something that we're going to dive a little bit more deeply yeah. into. But before we get there, there is a red flag that I'm specifically thinking of that was like a verbal almost confession that came really early. Then he's a cheater, cheater, never beater. He has a very. Mm-hmm. He and has. I thought a, I could change. I thought I changed him. Yeah. yeah well. And yeah. also he had made it seem from my perspective, like he had also worked on changing himself as well. Yes. Um, he was, I mean, um, hopefully still is, I'm guessing, um, actively participating in therapy because mm-hmm. like, that's like a prereq for someone that I'm seeing. You have to be talking to someone or have a therapist. Like you don't have to actively be talking to them every week, but like mm-hmm. you need to have someone that you can call that is not me. Yeah, absolutely. Deal with your mental breakdown because we're all going to have them. Mm-hmm. We're all going to have them. And uh, my capacity for managing those is literally limited to you. <laughs> that is it. Sure. I can deal with, deal with my own. I can deal with my child. <laughs> and I can deal with you. Everyone else can fuck off. <laughs> they need their own therapy. They need their own therapist. <laughs> like, I'm good for one BFF. That's it. Um, True. Yes. <laughs> Um, so he had a therapist and he's working on himself and he's doing things to like better himself because he Mm -hmm. had a history of cheating Mm -hmm. on girlfriends, on, on everyone in his life. He just had Mm -hmm. a history of it that he openly told me Mm -hmm. like it wasn't a secret. Very early on. Yeah. Like straight out of the gate. Mm -hmm. How did your marriage end? Oh, well, I had an affair. She found out. Oh, well, okay. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's. At least you're honest. Yes, that's about true. About that, it's true. Um, and so, like, because that was so early on, I was like, "Wow, he's very honest and like candid and like straightforward about things." And mm-hmm. now, to me, is a red flag. It was not at the time. Was he had turned me on to, um, like the TED Talk and the books of Esther Perel. Mm-hmm. Where she's she, you know, talks about like ethical non monogamy and and you know, how people are kind of not meant to be with one person. And mm-hmm. you know what? I agree with that. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. Um, I, yeah, definitely. I, I think everyone's different. But yeah, I think as long as. But both... I think the way he was approaching, like he was manipulating that to mm-hmm. suit his needs instead of actually what the intent of the content was for mm-hmm. um, and what it was, you know, really meant. So while I was thinking like, oh, wow, I'm, like one, it's eye opening to me because there's a whole world out there that I did not even know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, ethical, ethical non-monogamy was not something I had even heard of mm-hmm. until I got on Tinder and was like, what the fuck is ENM? And I had right. to Google it because I'm old. No, I don't think that it's, it's because your... I've been married and I was off the market for so long. Like I was not in that. I didn't listen to like Dan Savage. I wasn't like involved in those things because it didn't it just wasn't on my radar it wasn't in my like wheelhouse yes that's exactly it was not in my wheelhouse it wasn't Um, but i also think it's because i don't think it had been previously something you had been looking for either i mean correct although i i don't agree i don't disagree sorry i don't disagree with people who are into consensual non-monogamy or polyamory or any of those things. I think that that is a perfectly wonderful thing to explore with consenting adults. But sometimes, and I'm definitely not saying that um, 
this is the case for everyone, of course, but I think sometimes people find things to justify their actions. And so for me, although I agree with you, I think it was used in a manipulation way. I also think that it was also used in a way to be like, oh, hey, like we're not meant to be with one person. So like, uh, yeah, maybe how I did it was wrong, but like, no, it's like I was still in the right. Like this is still something that like I should have been able to explore kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I I definitely think that he was manipulating the content to fit his narrative that he wanted it to fit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think that, that he was using it to fit what he wanted it to fit so that it, it made him seem not mm-hmm. like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I I ate it up. Ate it up, left no crumbs. Like, give it to me. I'm all ears. Well, but- I also think he did a really good job of making you think and believe that he was being honest with you. Like, he yeah. was trusting you with something special. Yeah. And that is manipulation and that was always my my issue with him is he would say these things and i'm like you should not be divulging this stuff this early like this is (laughs) this is not a healthy boundary and now i see that right of course but at the time you were i was like getting positive attention and no there's no shame like everything is you know what is it everything is 2020 exactly everything is meant to be everything is supposed to be the way it's supposed to be because if things didn't happen the way they would be, would it wouldn't be exactly where we are right now. That's right, why exactly. Like so many multiverses because there's a world in which I didn't ask for it. There's a universe in which I did not ask for a divorce. And like what that crystal must feel like right now, I don't even want to think about. Wow. Like I don't, the fact that that exists, like it, it could totally happen. There's, there's so many, so many different Christians. So like. But also I'm, time's not linear. So that messes with everything too. I know. Time is. Time is crazy. She yeah, crazy I, bitch. She crazy. At the time, I was eating up exactly what he was feeding me because, like you said, he. I wouldn't say he love bombed me because that's not the case. But like this is almost this is like an equivalent to it though because mm-hmm. the deep divulging of like stuff that you should not know about other people so quickly and mm-hmm. like there's nothing stopping me from telling everybody everything. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, my own self-respect and, like, my own ethics and morals. Like, because he made it feel like it was something special that he was choosing to share with you because you had this great connection. Yes. I mean, even now, I still wouldn't divulge those things because, like... No, of course not. You're a person who has integrity, for sure. But I'm just saying, like... Yeah. At the time, it was the way I that felt he did. exclusive yeah. and like special, and exactly like, we have this other connection that is like unreal. Mm-hmm. So when he said he was going to California to see, you know, to do stuff that he does regularly, and then he was going to see like his California hookup, I was like, okay, have fun. I'm probably going to hook up with some people here while you're gone, and he did not like the sound of that. Mm. Um, did not love it actually at all. He Mm-mm. got pretty upset. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he did not know that I was seeing other people. Mm-hmm. And I am now questioning, but at the time I was certain that mm-hmm. he was not seeing anyone but me here, mm-hmm. which may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. But I did not think that California was like anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. So he went on the trip and I was actually raising the flags of like, hey, we can't eat dinner inside 
at a restaurant, but you're going to get on a plane for six hours. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, the air filter systems on planes are like way better than they are in restaurants. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, OK, sure, sure, sure. Like mm-hmm. double mask it. And I'm like, OK, well, at the t- I think at the time you could get COVID tests, but you had to like go to like specific locations to yes. get them done. So I was like, here's the thing. When you come back, I'm not seeing you until you get a COVID test. Mm-hmm. And so like when he came back, he got a COVID test. But while he was gone, I was like, all right, he'll be gone for like five days or whatever. Not the end of the world. Do some other stuff. I was mm-hmm. busy. And he was texting me like, hey, how how's your morning going? Blah, blah, blah. What? You told me I wasn't going to hear from you for five days. Right. And now like, okay. All of a sudden I am. <laughs> yeah. And then like at night, I'm texting him like after my daughter goes to bed and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah. blah. Are you doing anything fun? And he's texting with me. For hours. Mm-hmm. Hours. Not like a couple texts, but like when you're on your phone, just texting with some one person, mm-hmm. like rapid fire for hours. And I was like, huh, he must really miss me. Like, he cares a lot about me. Mm-hmm. He's in California and doing all these other things without, you know, seeing people that he hasn't seen in a while or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's thinking of me. But he's thinking about me. Right. And that's a good feeling. That that's an amazing feeling. So like of course it's really I special. Fall like even deeper for him. Mm-hmm. And I start like literally falling in love with this guy. I never told him that. No. Because I know better. Well, that's that's a that's a chat for a different day. <laughs> but I it's not like I don't agree with you. <laughs> but but yes. still. So he comes back and we are seeing each other for a few more weeks. And one night he comes over and I had like just gotten out of the shower and when he got here and I like buzzed him in while I ran off to like go get dressed mm-hmm. and I come out and he's sitting on my couch and he just has like his elbows on his knees and he's like making fists and he's just like looking down the ground. And I'm just like, are you like his energy is all off mm-hmm. and I'm like, is everything OK? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, are you sure? Like, you don't look fine. And I'm like, can I get you, like, you want a glass of wine? You want mm-hmm. some water? Like, can I get you something? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll have, a, yeah, I'll have a seltzer or whatever. And then I give him a seltzer and I, like, turned around to go do, like, I don't know, open the window or something. Because even though it was, like, March, it was 80 degrees in my apartment. So, like, mm-hmm. I needed to crack a window or whatever. And I turn around and he's just, like, fiddling around with a can. And he's got this look on his face, like, like he's talking to himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? When, like, you're having, like, an internal monologue mm-hmm. and you're just, like, no, it's a dilemma. No. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, like, what is going on? And he was, like, we need to talk. And I was, like, what the fuck? And I, mm-hmm. like, sat down and then felt my stomach fall out of my butthole. And I was, like, what? And then he starts crying. Sorry. Thank you for that. I needed that. He starts crying. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And he was like, I've been really enjoying our time together, but like, I have to be honest with you. And, you know, this isn't really, you know, I I think this is getting more serious than I want it to be. And we need to break up, blah, blah. blah. And I was just like, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. He's crying and mm-hmm. I'm just confused. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, like we need space. I need space. Like, we need to I want to stay friends with you, but mm-hmm. like we can't keep doing this. And and I'm like, oh, OK, sure. And then because I'm the one getting dumped, mm-hmm. but he's the one crying. 
So I'm like, do you need a hug? Because what the fuck is wrong with me? Well, I mean, I would I would have done the same thing. I'm like, why why are you crying? Why are you crying? So like, then he like making leaves. me feel wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. So then he leaves and it like hits me that like he's not coming over anymore. We're not getting together anymore. Like I don't want to be friends with him. Right. Friends would have changed things six weeks ago, not now. Mm-hmm. And I'm so upset and I'm just like, oh my God. I don't floundering is the only mm-hmm. way I can describe how I felt. I was mm-hmm. floundering. I haven't been dumped in years. I didn't know what it felt like. I think I like had trouble sleeping that night. And then the next morning I called him. No, he called me to see how I was doing while mm-hmm. I was walking my dog. And I burst into tears on the street, which was mortifying because like walking my dog to the park is like, I don't know, a block, not even from my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I see people on the street in the morning that I know every mm-hmm. day. And they see me and they're like, hey, Kristen. And then I start crying and they're like sardaring me and walking away very quickly when they see that. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the park, like they're all just pretending like I don't look like I've just been bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. which is like hilarious because one, I'm a Kim Kardashian ugly crier. And two, <laughs> I get so red. My mm-hmm. face is so red. It, it's relate. splotchy and like, yeah, it's like it's a problem. But <laughs> It doesn't happen a lot. So, like, I don't really worry about it that often. I'm, like, broken. I'm broken over this. Yes. I am so broken. And he's, like, still texting me. And I was, like, you have to stop. You have to stop. Like, he's texting me and calling me more than he ever did when we were, like, quote, unquote, dating. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, you have to stop because I don't want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. I am really upset right now. And, you know, maybe it didn't look like it when you were here. Right. But like this tore my heart out and it hurts every single time you send me a text message or you're calling me, Mm -hmm. you're sending me pictures or like you're asking me if I want to go. No, don't ask me to get a drink. Don't ask me how my day was. Like I need radio silence from you. Right. I think that's normal, by the way. Yeah. I mean, And that's the thing that confused. Well, so there's a couple of things that we'll go back to a couple of them. But but for this part, that's the thing that like I couldn't, I really struggled with because, but he came to you yeah, and said like, I don't want this to go any more serious. So, but it also always felt like he kind of wanted you on the back burner mm-hmm. and that, yeah. so that's one thing that I have an issue with. Yeah. But before we go more into um, like the aftermath of like the, the breakup of no longer dating, it was, it was kind of an, an ambiguous thing. So yeah. there's two two other things that I think that were involved in this. One of them, just because he was also a person you were dating. So there's Charlie, who will come at a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was also played a part in this, just in that, like, you kind of had, like, a fallback guy, which, yeah. you know. I mean, it is what it is. It's fine. So, like, I can't fault Dan for that because, like, same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. But the difference was, is that. The intent would- was different. Well, the intent was different because you had had so many conversations with Dan being like, I really like you. I want to spend more time with you. And his response was, I wish I had more time for you. Yeah. And And that was like his whole precipice for breaking up with me was that like, I don't have the time that you deserve was a direct quote. Right. And I think I roll here. (laughs) Exactly. Because here's the thing. You and I both know we make time for things that we want. Correct. Like you and I have incredibly busy lives. Yes. We have like 
we both work full time. We both have children. You're either dating. I have a husband. We both have animals. We have family. Like we're very busy people. And yet we still, one, find time to talk to each other almost every day. Mm-hmm. We see each other at least once a month. At least. We, we do activities together. We make time for things yeah. that are a priority. So yeah. that always rubbed me the wrong way. And then to him, then, then to hear that he came over and acted like the victim of his own actions. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was literally a what the actual fuck. Yeah, like that was the biggest mind fuck. It hurt more because it was confusing. It was very confusing. So confusing because yes. like, why are you breaking up with someone that you want to be with? That doesn't make any sense to that me. That doesn't make any sense, no. And like, okay, you can't manufacture more time, but like you can find it mm-hmm. if you want to. Mm-hmm. I know this. And obviously you and I both know this. Mm-hmm. Really anyone who cares about anyone knows that. Like, right. uh, do I have very close friends that I only get to see once a month and like we don't talk a ton but like whenever we see each other we pick up right where we left off and like mm-hmm. we still care about each other and love each other and like we're actively trying to spend more time together yes yeah, but like definitely. you find the time you make the time you make the effort and right like he came to me to say I I can't give you the time that you need right so we should break up and I was like what and then after that texting me and calling me more than he ever did right right Sir. so i think <laughs> you misunderstood what time meant mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like I, well, I, do you understand what time and effort are sir was, because i don't that, think you do was that confusing for you because hmm. like i i think you're now trying to give me what you told me that you could no longer see me because yeah. you couldn't give me you didn't have this so like where did it uh, come from uh, now that you don't have to give it to me now you want to Stop text like stop texting me when like you're bored at night because I'm not your girlfriend anymore. It's and I'm not gonna intention. sit around and wait for you. See, I think what you brought up is like something that's like super important. Like it's like the so I think that there are there are lots of different types of relationships, of course, but in my experience, there are romantic relationships that have like two sides, right? So like there's a romantic relationship that like it's just based on like chemistry and feelings and sexuality and like these kind mm-hmm. of things like you're very attracted to the person like there's that but then there's other relationships that i think can be a little bit more complex and and where like you actually have like a true basis of a friendship right yeah. so i'll speak at, from like personal experience for me my my husband my marriage has not been perfect by any means cuz nobody's perfect and everybody makes mistakes but at the end of the day i mean he he is one of my best friends yeah whether i like him all the time or not <laughs> is a completely different story but he is he has seen me at some of my most vulnerable not all of them he has seen me at some of my most vulnerable he has seen me angry he has seen me ugly he has seen me all of these things and i i i would consider him a friend so to leave a relationship and lose that friendship would be devastating. But mm-hmm. this, that this is, this is not that. This was like, not that. No. It, it, and, and so like, it just, it felt so uncomfortable even from the outside. Yeah. Like we were not friends. We did not meeting on Tinder does not mean that we right. are friends, which by the way, we shared um, some professional services mm-hmm. um, that I referred him to someone and, when they asked him how he knew me, 
Oh, no. He told them, he met me on Tinder. I'm sorry. Yeah. You couldn't just say we dated. You couldn't just say we knew each other. Like, uh, we met at a bar. You had to say you met me on Tinder. You had to say that? And knowing how creative this person is, I was so disappointed. Mind-boggling. He was like, well, I'm not going to lie. And I was like, "You, this is something you can lie about. <laughs> but you could also say, hey, it's someone I dated. That's yeah. not a lie. Why didn't you just say, we dated? That's it. Not you like didn't a, have to give. Yeah, because it know makes Kristen, it seem oh, like. Oh, we used to date. Yeah. We used to date, but we're friends now. Right. I, oh, I met her on Tinder. It makes it seem like, oh, like we went on one date, but, you know, I got your services out of this. Like, yeah, come we on, went bud. on, we went on one date. I hit it and quit it. And then she gave me your number. Like, right. Awkward. Oh, oh my Awkward God. AF. And like this shared person, I had talked to her about him. <laughs> so now she's hearing from him that we met on Tinder. And I'm like, huh, perfect. That's that's exactly what I needed. Uh, thanks so much. <laughs> so, yeah, he broke my heart. And then a few months go by and I reached out to him because I wanted to, well, one, I wanted to honestly make sure he wasn't doing better than I was. <laughs> I like your honesty now. That's that's really, that's really that's, important. That's really the first part is I just wanted to make sure he wasn't doing better than I was. When I told him to like stop contacting me, he did. Right. And that also meant that I did. And I think the weekend that he broke up with me, um, the Ariana Grande quote, I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it. Happiness costs the same price as red bottoms. Mm-hmm. And I went and bought like a couple pairs of red bottoms. You and I cleared out the racks at like a, a consignment shop mm-hmm. and like loaded up on purses. Um, uh, that was a little intense, but yeah. I mean, I, I have no regrets. Uh, no, I'm still a little bit mad about how much I paid for that one Louis Vuitton. I mean, the Gucci was a great deal, but the Louis Vuitton. So it, uh, yeah, I went out and did a lot of retail therapy and then I had, you know, a really great supportive group of women who hyped me up for the next Mm -hmm. few weeks. And Mm -hmm. I did a boudoir photo shoot Mm -hmm. that came out fucking amazing. It did. And when I got the pictures back. This is how I got back in touch with Dan. Oh, I man, unquote, I forgot about this. I accidentally <laughs> sent him basically a picture of my butt. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I sent this to you. Can you please delete it? And he was like, sure, no problem. Deleted. You look great, by the way. And oh I, gosh, I was like, I totally forgot how are that. you? And I was like, oh, me? I'm doing great. <laughs> um, And so we like men- ended up meeting for like coffee went, like a few days later um and we were talking we definitely were not dating by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination but like the lines of communication had reopened mm-hmm. like we'd talk it wasn't we'd get together for coffee i was trying to help to trying to get him to help me with my writing because mm-hmm. that's his wheelhouse and um he didn't really hold up his end of the bargain but whatever <sighs> it's not the end of the world you know what you don't get anything if you don't ask for it so absolutely like, that's that's all I can stand by. But like, I also got confirmation that like I was doing better than he was. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, that's what's important, right? Yes. I mean, he looked really good because he had like bulked up a little bit and mm-hmm. like got his haircut and grew a little stubble. And I was like, oh my god, very good looking dude. Because he's so hot. Sorry, he's, took a little mental hot. vacation. He's quite a good looking. Uh, he's so hot. Yeah. And like nice and fun. Nice is subjective. Funny is objective. 
Um, well, he's not, it's like charismatic, like he, exactly charismatic yeah. is he's exactly charismatic. what you're looking for. And, and again, mm-hmm. like all of these, these things that we talk about, it, it makes him somebody that you want to be around, but you also wouldn't recommend somebody else dating him for these reasons. But yes, Correct. you're exactly like, Correct. You, you nailed it. You nailed it a hundred percent. Yeah. So that was like the summertime. A few months later, I started dating Charlie again and all lines of communication to anyone but Charlie were shut down mm. um, when he and I were seeing each other. Um, that's another episode. Um, and like sometime after like Christmas, the holidays, New Year's, I think mm-hmm. it was during the winter. So it must have been after like the holidays. I don't know if it was after Valentine's Day or before Valentine's Day. We'll say it was like January, February of last year. He asked me to go get dinner. Oh, that's and right. And I was like, sure. We wow, has that really dinner. been a year? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's almost a year. Maybe it was in March, but like. I think it was March. I think it, it could was... have been March. It could have been March. I think we were all it a was little like bit more hopeful for spring. February slash March. Right. It was one right. of those two. Um, and I was like, sure, we can go get dinner. And I like proposed like some like not fancy place mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, we went and got drinks. Wait, there was two like non-dates, I guess. Like one, we hung out at the place down the street from me that you and I go to sometimes. Yeah. And he and I went there for like dinner and like ended up doing shots and like all this stuff one night. And then, right. and like it didn't end in anything. Like we hugged goodbye. It was not like, it was yeah. not a date. He no. paid for it, but it was not a date. And he paid right. for it because it's still a running joke that he, I, I he let me pay for half of something. A couple weeks later, mm-hmm. he asked me to get together again. And I was like, okay. And we went to like a nice restaurant. Um, and I would say, like, most of the times I go out mm-hmm. or to, like, nicer restaurants. Right. Because otherwise you just get taken or takeout, yeah. rather, that's, like, you know. Exactly. Why am I going to sit here and pay $20 when I can pay $20 to sit in my house? Exactly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So we went to this, like, restaurant that I, I really like. I'd been to a couple times before. And I get I don't know if he'd been there or not, but he knew where it was. I think he maybe had. And we sat at the bar and we had, like, really good drinks and we had really good food. And I looked hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. I wore like a bodysuit that was like mesh in the front. It, it, and, you like, looked a amazing. Deep v. So hot. Yes. And so like towards the end of it, I was just, he was just like, I was like, what is this? Right. And he was like, is this a date? Or are we like mm-hmm. just hanging out? And he was like, well, you're dressed like it's a date. And <laughs> these prices look like it's a date. <laughs> He also paid for that dinner. Like, I was not paying for that either. No, absolutely And not. I was like, okay, so this is a date. And he was like, well, yeah. But then there's also something I wanted to talk to you about. And I'm like, mm. the red fuck flag. is that? Red flag. So, oh, this is the biggest of red flags. And this was, like, not even a red flag. It's like a neon sign of the red flag <laughs> that is flashing yeah. and shoots glitter out of it. He tells me I've been seeing someone and she lives in California. Shocker, everybody. Shocker. <laughs> And the distance is kind of hard, so we've agreed to, like, try some, like, non-ethical non-monogamy. And since you and I have a history, I was wondering if, like, you would be interested in that. And I was like, you have a girlfriend. And he was like, yeah, I go, how long have you two been together? And he's like, he knows. He knows mm-hmm. where this is going. And he's, mm-hmm. I was like, tell me the truth. How long have you two been together? And he was mm-hmm. like, a couple of years. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So this is who you saw when you were in California before, and it wasn't just like a mm-hmm. a, a booty call. Like a, a he was like, yeah, no, 
you're right. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I know in my head, um, basically you were cheating on her with mm-hmm. me. I mm-hmm. did not know. And now you want to cheat on her and you're telling me she consents and she knows this. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. <laughs> now I do not believe you. Um, but also, like, I didn't tell him that I didn't believe him. But what I said to him was like, you broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I ride over you. Mm-hmm. I can officially say you broke my heart. And now you want me to just have sex with you. And he was like. When you have time for it, by the way. When when it's convenient for you. Right. And he was like, I'm really sorry I hurt you. And I go, I do not want to be hooking up with you. Absolutely not. No. I I want nothing to do with that. And if that's the only reason you wanted to see me, like, that's kind of a bummer because, like, I like spending time with you. I like hanging out with you. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. And he was like apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. I was like, I'm going to get an Uber home. I think he had planned. I had Ubered there because parking was kind of a a nightmare. Right. And I think he had planned on driving me home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to get an Uber. And I like got an Uber. He like he's like putting my coat on for me. He's like walking me out the door, like being a very like stereotypical gentleman. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. like when we left, like he hugged me goodbye. There was no like extra anything. Like he respects boundaries when they're set. Like and and, and that's I will say that's respectable. I, yes. I, I I will hands down give a person that. He did not try to convince me to do anything you were uncomfortable with exactly like once right. i said no he was like mm-hmm. okay no is no is no a is no sentence yeah I, and I, I will say like i mean these are one of the things right like i don't think he, he's just a bad guy like i think that there are things that i don't love about him in terms of <laughs> dating somebody but like i think that in a different time in a different place like someone like him could have been your friend could have been my friend like yeah. Like, like funny, like decent, but it's like, but again, I think like in a lot of romantic relationships, there, there, there are at times a manipulation. And I think like over time, you know, that can lead to, I mean, it, it, I mean, it really, it can lead to emotional abuse and neglect, right? Like it can, like, let's not deny how some of this stuff can, can lead. I don't think he's innately an abusive person or a neglectful person. But I do think he's incredibly selfish. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, honestly, I think he kind of knows he's selfish. I just don't think he cares that much. I don't disagree with you about that. I'm I definitely like, think I'm that's, not, yeah. That's I mean, that's shitty. not something I want in a partner. No. I mean, I want to be the selfish part- one. <laughs> how do you have a partnership <laughs> with someone who really only thinks about themselves? That's an excellent question. You don't. Right. At least not a good one. Right. Not exactly. a good one. I, what I will say is one of the best things I got from him is this piece of advice, mm-hmm. or really a slogan that I have attributed to. I have it hanging in my bedroom. I have it printed on a reusable shopping bag. Oh, and, I do love this one. Uh, so in texting with him when we first were like honeymooning, we'll call it, he, <laughs> we were talking about, you know, I was saying how like it was nice to finally be connecting with someone who you know has good politics like who you know shares the same views as i do and like Mm -hmm. 
women are equals. Like being transgender is actually acceptable. Like it's not not unhealthy. It's humans are humans. Humans are are humans. Love is love. Like (laughs) very extreme thoughts. So he his response was to me, we should all only fuck people who have good politics. So um only fuck people who have good politics is literally my mantra. Like I've actually thought about getting it tattooed on my body because oh, I like that. I love it so much. I have it in framed on my wall in my bedroom. It is not just like a poster, it's not a post-it. It's like I paid good money for that. It's a mantra. <laughs> yes. It's and- a life long mantra yes and i share that with you know so many friends when they're struggling with guys that they're dating only fuck people who have good politics and like that doesn't mean like oh i will only date people who are also liberal like it doesn't matter like politics and this is more an abstract and like your your politics as a human being yeah like political parties don't be a shitbag Yes, don't be a dick. Don't be a bag of dicks. Um, like you can be pro, you can be pro life, but like, don't try to stop people. You can be pro life for yourself. Yes, you can be pro life for yourself, and that's fine. Yes, Um, but don't push your part, your beliefs on other people. You just you have your belief, and you keep that, and I'll respect it. Yeah, you don't try to change anyone else's mind. Don't agree with you, but I'll respect it. Exactly, like. Could I be with someone who is not pro-choice? No. Unlikely. Unlikely. No, um, I mean, what is it, like 1950? No, of course exactly. you couldn't. I mean, and you've seen, like, the relatively new images. Yes. That, I mean. Yes. I blow booger. The, the the hard booger that I pulled out of my nose today, Nicole, that I texted you about is bigger than those cells. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, we've just been, like, propaganda the propaganda is has so been so insane real. and i think in a lot of ways dan was shoveling his own propaganda this entire time but i think three we all things. are shoveling our own propaganda all the time yes but i think some of us are a little bit more malicious with it whether Fair. that's intentional or not there um one i think that the experience with dan gave you a glimpse into allowing yourself to have real true feelings again, which I think is, is really important. Well, I think it's really important when you come off of years of yes, but it was also really exciting at the time when you were coming off of years of like a dead marriage. Yeah. And like to think like that's still possible. Like there is something kind of exciting about a crush. Let's not lie. Like, you know, yeah, I just hate them. Because well, yeah, because feelings suck. Because but feelings suck and like, ugh, men. <laughs> absolutely. But I'm just saying like the experience overall. That's yeah. one thing. At least I'm grateful that you got out of it. Yeah. Two, I'm grateful that in hindsight, you're better at identifying the red flags. <laughs> and- I mean, I feel like I'm, and you know what? I know this is not true for everybody, but for me, experiencing things helps me real like notice it again when it Mm -hmm. happens definitely not everyone has that skill i did not know that's a skill that's not even like something that's just ingrained in people i did not know that i didn't either that's common sense to me but yeah it's not okay (laughs) so what's three now i can't wait to hear what three is that motto only fuck people who have good politics i mean it's honestly that's like i when i see people call that out i'm just like 
when they're like, yes, you know, Kristen's motto, only fuck people who have good politics. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That is one thing I will forever. Only fuck good people. Like, just (laughs) fuck good people. That's that's really what it means. Just fuck good people. But like, only fuck people who have good politics. But also, like, just don't be a bad person. Just don't be a bad person. Be a good person. Like, if you know that you're not going to be able to be what someone else needs you to be, just end it. Just end it. Like, like you don't have to like you if you really need it so badly, like you can get it in a way that's healthy. Talk yes. to your therapist. Don't manipulate other people no. with your trauma dumping. Oh and my god, yes. Your like false sense of like security or whatever. Mm. Like it's all bullshit. Like honesty. Honesty is the best policy. It's a painful policy. Yeah. It is a very, very, very fucking painful policy. But yeah. I would much rather be hurt in the beginning than later on. Oh, for sure. I mean, I even think he and I went on too long for breaking up when we did. Like, this should have been nipped in the bud like four to six weeks in, not like two or three months in. Well, yeah, but I think, well, I, well, I honestly, I, I do think that that might be one of like the more innocent things that happened is that I, I do think obviously, because he eventually came back, because they all do. They all do, because um, I'm not the problem. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> when every all. ex comes back to you, you know that you're not the problem. You're not why it ended. Oh, shit, I've that's, been a problem a couple times then. That's the most no. reassuring thing I've ever known in my entire life. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm actually really awesome. <laughs> no, I know. The reality is I don't have any exes, because... <laughs> Because you married the only one. You're like, no, gotcha. I, never no, letting go. No, I mean, I ne- he wasn't ever like a relationship though. Like we never dated. I know. I know. Because I, <laughs> I got the text message on the tee was- when I was on my way home from dance class <laughs> that you got married. And when I told my ex, he burst out laughing <laughs> while I was crying on the train because not only did you get married before I did, you didn't even have a boyfriend. Which he so kindly pointed out to you, right? Uh, yes. He he was dying <clears throat> laughing. And through that, he was like, she didn't even have a boyfriend. And she got married before you did. And I was like, oh, you can die in a fire. I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. Not you, Nicole. But no, like, no, you, no, my I ex, know. like, I can't fucking believe you. And he just like. He thought it was the funniest thing. He thought it was the funniest thing. And what year did you get married? 2011? 2000, no, 2010. Oh. <sighs> I was a baby. My ex didn't even have a ring for a year. Yeah. After that. Yeah. And I was, I had to wait. And we were together when we got engaged. We were together for four years. Mm -hmm. That's forever. (laughs) I mean, in any sense of the matter, but like, yeah. I mean, what do they say? Like, you know, whether you're going to marry someone, what is it like the first year or something like that? Yeah. You're supposed to have like four seasons together. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, as fully <laughs> formed adults, never done that <laughs> well, like, no. before I got married. Just me. Oh. No, I, I had 48 oh, hours. You want to get married? Yes. Like, I mean, I knew him for a long time. So like, that's the true. difference. But we had never spent more than 48 hours together. No, it, it's it's a weird story. Um, I had uh, the, the, I, I'll own that. It was held over my head for years that my best friend got married before I did. And she didn't even have a boyfriend is the cherry on top of that. She didn't even have a boyfriend. She got married before you did. Well, that was not intentional. I know you didn't do it intentionally. No, no, I know. But I know. that's the that's the punchline that he clung on to for a decade. 
a decade. That's a really long fucking time. Did he really? Yes. Like, if he actually still liked talking to me now, <laughs> which we only talk about our daughter and that we talk about, like, amicably. Anything else, not a fucking chance. Um, I think he would rather, like, die in a fire than have a conversation with me about anything. If that were something, I if I if that were to ever come up, I'm sure he would probably start dying laughing. Because he just thought he just thought it was the fucking funniest thing. I called him crying on the beeline and he's like dying laughing on the other end. And I'm like, if you don't have dinner ready for me and you're not nice to me when I get home, I will punch you in the balls. Like I will punch you right in the dick. And he just could not he was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And like I know you've seen him laugh so hard that like he like cries and can't breathe. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. His face, like I couldn't see him, but I know his face was red. I know he couldn't breathe and I know he was crying because he was laughing so hard. Yeah. Oh, no, not just his nose, his whole face. I know, but like, yes, Rudolph. Yes. And he's like wheezing, gasping for air, (laughs) dying laughing because you didn't even have a boyfriend and you got married before I did. And I was like, yeah, but what I mean, I think that like that whole story, like is such a red flag because I had such bad commitment issues (laughs) that you're like all or nothing. Um, no, so it's weird. So I, I have an issue with labels and <laughs> I've got, I've gotten a lot better with the labels, but like anytime something would turn into something that would categorize like with a label, like boyfriend, I was like gagging and dry heaving. And I'm like, that just comes with so many like responsibilities and like, That's yeah. Now. And I'm would, just like, makes my skin crawl. The thing yeah, calling like someone I, my boyfriend. I'm sorry. I'm almost 40. You are not my boyfriend. Well, but not even that. Like, this is when I was young. Like, I mean, I got yeah. ran off and got married right after I turned 26. I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I'm like, oh, that means you want something from me. And I'm just like going to get itch. And then I ran off and I got married. Like that was And then you got better. to live in Hawaii for oh, years. Oh my God, so like, at least you got something place. out of it. I, well, and a husband and children, but. Um, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the, the funny thing about Anyone it Anyone can is, get a husband, Nicole. If I yeah. wanted a husband tomorrow, I could get one. Oh yeah, yeah, Th- that's true. So it's it's really the kids that I got then. It's the, ki- um, the kids in the Hawaii living. The Hawaii living was so wonderful. Yeah. But no, no, no. This is this is actually the the funny mm-hmm. little anecdote is that um. So I've been married now for a hot second. We won't go into exactly how many years. Like a hundred years. It's gonna age me dramatically, and mm-hmm. I'm personally having issues with that. Um. But no, it took me years to openly introduce him to people as my husband years because you did it so fast there was no on-ramping no just immediately in the deep end but it was it's like it was like an identity thing for me like I was like no I I still just want to be Nicole like I don't want to be like Nicole plus one or Mrs. somebody no Mm. I'm just Nicole like like that that's who I am but it was like the whole of like oh this is Nicole's husband no, th- this this is this is you as a human being. Like this you is are- him, and this is me. Yeah, like I think that's my whole thing with it. Is like I still, yeah. I still want, and I still demand like autonomy. Yeah, and, like I don't want you to label me as something that belongs to you. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm. Oh, it's, I agree with you so so strongly. I I definitely in like the dating space. I mean, I've probably seriously dated two people Mm -hmm. aside from dan Mm -hmm. one outright was calling me his girlfriend and i asked him to literally call me anything else do you talk like when you're talking do your coworkers know that we're together and he's like yeah i told them i have a girlfriend blah blah blah. and i'm like 
but why do you have to use the word girlfriend? Like mm-hmm. literally anything else. And then when I would be talking about him, I would call him my partner, not my boyfriend. Because I'm sorry, you're 43 years old. You're mm-hmm. not my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like you're boyfriend, my man friend. No, you're kidding. my you're my man friend. My beau. Like my beau. I did throw that around a few times. I was like, he's my beau. <laughs> but like, we need something better than girlfriend boyfriend for the 30 plus crowd who is dating again because like girlfriend boyfriend makes me think of like being in high school making out in the hallway with a teacher yelling at you to get to class like that's what girlfriend boyfriend to me is like oh here's my boyfriend oh my girlfriend i miss you guys so much i miss you too like no and then the next person that i dated he knew my aversion to like but that one's been more opposite to charlie oh my god so opposite in like good ways yeah no 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 for sure like, for sure but just like he was just like i'm fine without labels that's okay and i he was like when i started having feelings he's like hmm, you like me don't you i'm like, like a lot he's like yeah he's like how does it feel i'm like fucking gross it feels fucking gross actually <laughs> and he was like we'll fix that and i'm like oh, but will we nope spoiler alert we did not <laughs> we did not we, we did not, not. We did not because um, your girl is broken. <laughs> nah, it's nah, just the world. Not. Yeah, I'm just not. It, it's not right. When it's right, I will be ready for it. But exactly. It and it will be right. ready for you. Correct. Which I don't think it actually exists unless it is actually, in fact, Jason Momoa. And on that note. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening and joining us this week on Damn It, I'm Dating. Don't forget. The podcast. To- yes. Don't forget to. Follow us on Instagram, Damn It, I'm Dating. Follow us on your favorite podcast provider, Apple, Spotify, Substack, whatever you care to listen to, iHeartRadio. I don't give a shit. Just listen. Um, send it to all your friends. Subscribe, like, rate us. Five stars all the way around. Give us five stars. We'll give you five stars just like Uber. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to share your stories with us or ask any questions on Damn It, I'm Dating podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Kristen. I'm Nicole. And this has been Damn It, I'm Dating the Podcast. Bye. Bye.